We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. One. What's up out there? What's up? <laughs> What's going on? Welcome to the Terrible Reception Radio Show slash podcast. We are back again. <laughs> I feel like we recorded episode or two and then we disappear for like two, three weeks. Hey. Um, but yeah, welcome guys. Yes. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 48. 48 of the Terrible Reception Radio Show. Yeah, man. It's brought crazy. to you by... Snickers, <laughs> the ultimate nutcracker. <laughs> um, to think that we started this <clears throat> as like a passion project, like actually officially two years now, now that I think about it, it was in November that yeah. we started two years ago. <laughs> oh, gonna put this up. Woo! Let's try it again. To think that we started this as a passion project two years ago, we are almost 50 episodes in. Yes, it's incredible that uh, we found the time, the energy, atop of everything that we already do to sit down, talk, edit, and put all these promo videos out for you guys. A lot of people ask us, like, how do you guys do it all? How do you guys balance life? How do you guys do the podcast? How do you guys do music? And how do you guys shoot for other people around you? And I said, cocaine and saunas. (laughs) That's exactly what I said. <laughs> cocaine and saunas. Shout out to Feldhammer for the cocaine and saunas. Yes, sir. But um, what were you going to say? Did you have something? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just telling them. I said, uh, you know, workflow, organization, format. Format is really big on uh, how we accomplish things. You know, yeah. we got a certain format. It's not always by the book, but, you know, we get it done. We have efficiency on our side. Yeah. And uh, passion, like you said, drives you even when you don't feel like doing it. Oh, yeah. There's been many times where I'm sitting there and I'm like, <clears throat> damn, I really don't want to do this right now. But um, just thinking about what the end goal actually is um, pushes you even when your body doesn't want to do it. During COVID, <clears throat> question, like, has like, has like forced, because like everybody went through a forced reflection being on lockdown right Mm -hmm. is there anything that you feel outside of all that you do that's something like grabbed your attention that was new is there something new that you found that you wanted to dig in deeper with or anything like that hmm because a lot of people have these forced reflections where they're like you know what i'm not happy with my lifestyle i'm not happy with my work I want to do this. And I've seen some people actually put it to work during COVID and they're doing it now. Mm-hmm. They're doing it like we do it. So mm-hmm. I've met a lot of people that actually took that time to reflect and had the time to actually sit there and ask themselves like, hey, what is it that I really want to do with my life? You mm-hmm. know, like my dad, perfect example. This time off that he's had from work, he started DJing and now awesome. he DJs every week on Facebook Live. It's amazing. Um but me personally, um, I have been, I haven't like picked up anything new mm-hmm. 
but I have had time to kind of just take a step back and get back into like gaming. Okay. Because I went maybe like a whole year without like consistently like gaming. you know playing video games and stuff like that. Um, which kind of opened up the idea of maybe when I get my own little um space to start streaming, which is another form oh, of game like, streaming, yeah. mm-hmm, content creating. So um, that's really big amongst the Call of Duty game, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of gamers, uh, Call of Duty, Fortniteers, um, Apex Legends, I think is a popular one in the streaming. They're usually like first-person, multiple mm-hmm. gamer type games. Yeah, like multiplayer shooters are very popular. But I know a lot of people that start playing like, what's the name of that game? I forget the name of that Nintendo game, but it's like a random like RPG game where you're like walking around, kind of like Pokemon where you're walking around collecting things and like, mm. um, I forget the name of it, but you know, any particular game like Among Us is now popular. So people are streaming it on their Among Us. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, that's something that, that kind of like sparked my interest and I've been asking questions and watching a lot of people that I used to make fun of ki- the kids that I work with. I was like, why are you watching somebody playing video games? That's freaking weird. And then the sometimes other night, it's I, more relaxing. Yeah. And then the other day I caught myself actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how we used to do it as kids. It's kind of like, I remember uh shout out to GT GT. Like he just be, I would be playing like Zelda mm-hmm. and we would always buy the, um, kind of like the booklet that has all the maps in it mm-hmm. you know you go to a GameStop and you can find where all the yeah. secrets are so it kind of be like uh those race car drivers that one's driving and the other one's navigating <laughs> so you gotta go up this way yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. he never wanted to play i think he enjoyed it watching the game and giving mm-hmm. insight and i you know some people mm-hmm. do that i, lo- I, I love to, watching people i used to do that with my uncle yeah that's how i knew the resident evil games because mm-hmm. i was i guess he was too young i was too young to buy them and um, I guess I was too pussy to play them. <laughs> so, but you got to watch somebody else. So I would sit there and watch my uncle play, which is funny. That's awesome. Um, and I used to do stuff like that where I would, like, if he needed help, I would jump in the magazine, like, flip through the pages. Like, oh, you got to go up this way. That's awesome. And that's when, back in the day, the loading screens were, like, five minutes long. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. like, go through a door and you have to wait, like, five minutes. Like, let's go get a snack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. Have you, like, thought of anything? Yeah. Um, picked up anything new i know we've been super busy the last few months i was uh i switched like my i guess like i'm always studying on youtube in the sense that it's kind of like the same way i came across the komodo it's like i go deeper and deeper in kind of like the field of cinematography because it's like you think you get it and then there's like a whole nother spectrum of you're like okay now i understand like layers there's so many layers to cinematography so i i was getting more into the gimbal aspect filter aspect um lens aspect of things of even how lenses are built like it's kind of like i want to deconstruct like you know what i'm using so like it's just i know you know the ins and outs of everything um like i said home decor that's kind of like was my thing like once everything kind of opened up again, I was taking time to imagine how I wanted my apartment because hmm. I wanted to make my living space. That's that's what opened my mind because I was like, one, kind of finally got an apartment that I like. It's like, how do I create it? So it's like, if I came off vacation, right? How do I look forward to going back to my house even though I'm coming back from vacation? Yeah. So like that that was really important to me and uh so making your apartment homey. Yeah, just like really like, you know, um making it as cozy and livable. 
during any season. Uh, if you're going to be trapped in here, like, you know, you want to feel not too, um, carb, like, stuffy. Mm. But you also want to feel cozy. And I just felt like that was cool. Like, it took time to, like, imagine things. And I got you. I'm finally happy with it's everything. To Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Martha, Martha Stewart is gangster as hell, so I'll take that. She's, like, you know, she's home decorating, Hang creating. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, she's, like, creating curtains with Snoop Dogg. And Snoop like, yo, listen, Martha. We just got to dizzy like I do it, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, you know what, Snoop? I feel you. You're my nizzle. <laughs> my nizzle. It's hilarious. Um. I guess we get the intros out of the way, right? Uh, head over to YouTube. I know we're like 15 minutes in already. Well, to eight minutes in. But head over to YouTube if you're not there already. Uh, like, subscribe. Uh, turn on the bell notification. Again, 20% of you guys that watch our videos are not subscribed. <clears throat> so make sure you do that. That way you get a notification every time we drop a video. Um, Apple Podcasts. Follow the podcast. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Uh, it helps us in the algorithm. It helps us in the ratings and the rankings. Um, and that's the only way people are going to get to listen to what you're listening to right now. Um, and then Spotify, just follow the podcast. Uh, I also on Podbean, I added us to Google podcasts. Mm -hmm. So anybody that wants to listen on Google podcasts and I forget what the other one was. Deezer, Deezer, Deezer. has podcast now too. So, um, if that's, Is I don't know anybody that has Deezer, but if you have Deezer, <laughs> we're on there now. If that's what you dizzle, baby. <laughs> If these are your dizzle. <laughs> if these are your dizzle. Um, and then follow us on social media, uh, on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I am Jetplane J. And my uh, associate over here is? Trap Jesus, baby. Trap Jesus. And um, the podcast page, podcast page is Terrible Reception. So make sure you follow that on Instagram so you can see all the promo clips. Yep. Um, before we move forward. I want to give you a few things. Hey. I've been hyping this up for uh, about 24 hours now. So. Is it this type of hype? <laughs> <laughs> it is my hype because I've been looking into this and I thought I was going to have to order it online. I was going to gift it to myself for Christmas. Okay. But Amy was like, why don't you just buy it now? And I was like, true. I don't know why I'm waiting for Christmas. Why don't I just buy it now? Tomorrow's not promised. <laughs> so then I went on the website and they had a map of places that actually have these in stock. Okay. So I went to one in Clifton. And I got these. Uh-oh. Here we go. And wait, 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 wait. No. Yes. Hold on. Here we go. So I got these beers. Okay. These IPAs crafted by the one and only. Yes. Don't cold Steve Austin. Yes. Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Look at that shit. Yeah, man. Woo. So I was like super excited. I've been following him on Instagram for a minute now. He's a big beer drinker. Very big beer drinker. Like he he gave a tour of like his uh, trailer, mm -hmm. his Hollywood trailer. And it was like, this is my bed. This, this is the bathroom right here. It's tequila right here. I don't have time to make no tequila. This is tequila. I thought it was like a hooker. He's like, that's tequila right here. <laughs> There's my beers. My beers and my... He had a ton of beers, um, water, and Gatorade in his fridge. You got to be like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I initially wanted to smash two together and drink it, but that would be too messy. And I didn't want One of us it. is going home with like a broken skull, literally. <laughs> But yeah, I wanted to try these and I wanted to bring you one. I'm just going to put this in the background. Like, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I'm about to drink Steve Austin's yeah. Broken Skull IPA. So let's do this. Let's crack one open. 
Now we gotta smash him. Let's try this. Let's do it one time. Cheers. Promo video. Ready? Stone Cold. This is for you, brother. Broken Skull IPA El Segundo. El Segundo. The rock ain't shit. (laughs) Creeping in. Cheers. Cheers. Here we go. Mmm. That's nice. <laughs> That's got some mango in there. That's nice. That's really nice. Hmm. It's not as strong as I thought it was going to be. No. Wish it, could, it was a little cold. But you know what? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin is a man of refinement. <laughs> Don't you get it wrong. He's a cold motherfucker. <laughs> He's a cold motherfucker. He's a type where you're like, did you watch the latest um, uh, Kevin Hart? No, not yet. Okay, I'm not going to ruin it for you. But I could see that Stone Cold Steve Austin, right, as masculine as he is and American, I could be like, he he probably comes out, he's like, is anybody ready for some brioche? <laughs> and then he brings you one of these, he's like, you want a broken skull IPA? <laughs> and then you're just like, all right. He's like, he's like, how are those, uh, how are those corn fritters I made? <laughs> And you're just like, ah. He's got to have alligator fritters for some reason. Some country ass shit. This is actually Uh, quite refreshing, though. I like it, right? Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm like, yeah. And you could buy these single and or in a pack. Yeah. The single ones, I think, are a little bigger. And then it comes in a four pack. Which are these? uh, Oh, you bought the four four pack. pack, Yeah. Four pack. So the four pack was, uh, I think, 13 bucks. So not too bad. So I don't. Wait, hold on one second. Mm -hmm. It says, doesn't say much about it. But I really taste, you're tasting this guava, passion fruit, mango undertone, right? Uh, hold on. It features citra, cascade, and chinook hops to deliver big flavor with an easy finish. Mm. Now stop reading and start enjoying this awesome beer. Cheers. Yeah. It's not, it's like for IPA, it's not too harsh on the back of your tongue. Does right. It, you know, it doesn't leave that, like, mm-hmm. this is nice. Yeah, I like it. Good job, Steve Austin. Smashing them. Brother, <laughs> I love this. This is great. Great choice. Uh, and I have one more. Oh, so snap. I went to Puerto Rico last week. Shout out to Puerto Rico. And I got you a little little gift. I'm going to take the price off because you're supposed to take the price off. <laughs> <laughs> but this was apparently handcrafted by somebody named... Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Maritza Robles. Maritza Robles. And she lives in somewhere in Puerto Rico that I will tell you once I peel this off. Okay. But um, San German, Puerto Rico. San Germain. So she handcrafted this and I am completely ripping this off, trying That's to get fine. this tag off. But since we're in the holiday spirit. Okay. You're like a little kid trying to look over the thing, trying to see what it is. Can't see shit. Since we're in the holiday spirit. And I figured you guys are very like homey and festive when it comes to the holidays. Yes. I'm going to encourage you to get a little Christmas tree so you could put this hey, little ornament on it. That's amazing. This is cute <laughs> as hell. I love this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. I so love that, that right there. It's like there's like this like castle, Look at that, guys. castle area by the water that used to be like. Didn't a you take fort? a picture there the first time mm-hmm. you went? Yeah, so that's it's beautiful. like a fort. Where like the army used to be based at. Thank you, sir. No problem. That means a lot. I like that. So, well, Angela has been very, very Christmas happy, and she's 
in buying all these Christmas goods. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be very, very happy for this. That's my, Yay. that's, that's the goal. It's our last Christmas. We moved in after Christmas. It was like Christmas, but it was just like, it was Man, a hard transition. Been a year already. It's, it's been a year. It's crazy. But this year, kind of like where that plan is right there, I think I'm going to have a nice Christmas tree. It's a good spot. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to decorate it over there in the corner. Yeah, but you have yeah. that light there. Yeah, man. And then on the 29th, crossing my fingers that lockdowns don't go heavily, we're going to go to France to see my dad for New Year's. Papa Jacques. Papa Jacques in the building, a.k.a. Jacques Strap. <laughs> Jacques Strap, <laughs> Oh, this is going to be so nice, though. Once again, thank you. No problem. Jay and Amy for this beautiful gift. It was either that or this... Um guava hot sauce mm. that i saw at the airport can't go wrong like, either way that can go either really good or really bad so i took oh, my yeah. chances with something no, this that is can good. go really bad it's gonna be really nice because then we can put it up every year the thing is a lot of the uh ornaments kind of got split with the family with the you know things going on in the moves so we're kind of starting from scratch again so it's nice to uh create a new collection mine will be the only one on the tree <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> and then it's gonna look you know you know what i have this thing i wanted to bring this up on the podcast is that the rockefeller tree <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that right the rockefeller struggling. tree is struggling <laughs> and the thing is they made sure it was struggling i mm-hmm. think i don't know i'm i get it i they get they did it on purpose as a joke no they are they they i read um a vanity fair article that said they chose it specifically to represent 2020 uh, and how it's been rough. And I said, you know what? That's the last thing right. we need. Like, we need a beautiful tree. Oh, my God. These fucking idiots. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, why? Like, imagine it's your first time in New York, right? right? Say it's like you decided to take any COVID money or whatever the case may be and bring your family to New York for the first time. You're going to see a trash-ass tree. Right when because people want to be symbolic, <laughs> we want to be symbolic. It's like, can we have a little bit of hope? Can we have a little <laughs> bit real. of charm? It's like, no. It's like the tree looks like it was set on fire before anybody came. It's like we all look forward to this damn tree every year, and you're gonna bring a half-ass tree. That's oh the God. last thing we needed. Okay, we we've lost so many um, people. We've lost mm-hmm. celebrities. We've lost opportunity. Um, we need lost loved ones. Jesus. We need yeah. We lost love. We need. We need hope at its highest form. And now it's like on top of already having, uh, you know, governors and government create restrictions for holidays, which are beyond absurd. It's like now it's like you're going to put a tree (laughs) that looks like shit. Thanks. It looks like they they got the tree from wherever they got these trees from. Yeah. They tied it to the back of a truck and just dragged it all the way to New York. It's like, how do you do that? It's like a loved one, like, you know, lost somebody to a cancer patient. You're like, hey, um, you know, I thought I would bring you this trash ass, you know, <laughs> gift. It's, it's like, worse. that's what happens when somebody is like too artsy, I guess. In those, I bet you it was a hipster that's in charge of that. It had to be. He was like, let's get the tree that represents how 20, 20 years. Uh, no, just give us a fucking pretty tree. <laughs> We needed something that we could look to mm-hmm. to be like, wow, you know what? That took the edge off. Right. Or at least for us to be like, oh, let's do like a Christmassy thing. Let's go to the city. That's all we yeah. have right now. It's like we're home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 
even yesterday, I told you, it's like I got caught up yesterday with buying Thanksgiving holiday. Like, I want to make it festive, you know? Like, I want to fill the atmosphere of the apartment with good smelling uh, turkey in the oven. I want, I want you know, the cinnamon. stuffing, the Pine cinnamon. Cones. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're going to have, you know, the uh, sweet potato casserole, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes on fleet. Mm. You know, and it's, and it's just like, people need that. Give us that. These holidays get you through mm-hmm. the rest of the year. The the you know it's it, it's already we have to deal with like four o'clock. It's nighttime. Yeah, you know it's like come on, like just give us a nice tree. Yeah. For a while, I was like kind of down in the dumps. I was like, oh, you know, actually Thanksgiving creeped up on me. I didn't even know it was like next week until right? like a few days ago. It's like it doesn't even feel like yeah. it's coming. But, but like I switched up my mindset sometime in the last few days. I was just like. Let me switch up my mindset. I know it gets like really depressing just thinking about everything that's going on. But it's like I started thinking and I'm trying to practice this more and more. Like Mm. to just sit down and just think of something that you're grateful for. Right. Okay. And that actually leads me to the next segment. Um, Just uh, switching up that. Yeah. Just switching up that mindset kind of changes your mood. Because the whole day, the whole week I was like having the the pre-gig jitters. It's like when you're working a wedding, it it could get super stressful. Um, you're like, oh, we got to drive an hour to PA, work eight to 10 hours or something like that, and then drive home, unload. You know, it, it could get super stressful. So stressful. And then it's like, it doesn't it? You got to edit. You got to edit the photos, edit the videos. Um, so then I thought to myself, like, I have to be grateful that we were at least able to work, work, right? Yeah. Have jobs, um, have something to do on a Saturday, you know? Yeah. Um, it's weird. It's like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel a couple things with the state of the world versus what we do. The beauty about what we always did, it was that it added value or a sense of, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, again, you know, when you use the word or the term in French, je ne sais quoi, it means like, it's this thing I can't pinpoint, but it just made you feel like when we did music, it gave us hope for like this really cool entertainment world future right Mm -hmm. when we shoot music videos and all that it's like even if there's sports players and stuff like that due to the condition of the world right now everything seems obsolete or inferior Mm. to the importance or the seriousness of what's going on Mm. so when we lived in a world where things trust me there was always bad things happening but to have a universal alignment of fear um anxiety anxiety and all this stuff it's kind of like when you do create art like Mm -hmm. artists want to live in a world where it's like you can add to the world you can add another piece of greatness but like when you do it it's just like if you present your art it's like everybody else is like can you hold on please like that's not as important as what's Mm -hmm. going on right now and i feel like that's what sucks to me is just like if you do a music video, if you create music, I don't think I've been in a music zone because it's like as much as music is hope and this and that for the future, mm-hmm. it just feels like there's more important things to tend to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, agree. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about that the other day because it was like um, I wanted to be in a music mood, but I can't, things like that you can't force, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I love what we've put out so far. Yeah. And I love going back to it. And 
that's kind of why I like, you know, the rest of the year, I, I feel like it's kind of scratched at the moment where we can like just take the next month or two to kind of figure out where we want to go mm-hmm. as far as music is concerned. Yeah. Because everything else I feel like is pretty established. The videography, the photography is pretty established. Like, you know, we built that yeah. clientele, whatever. Um, but the music is always up in the air. You know what I mean? But it's always like our our baby. Like yeah. We always go back to it. We always love it. It hit me pretty hard. It's kind of like, again, we discussed this um, maybe six, seven podcasts back uh, when before we went into lockdown. But when we met Fred the Godson and you know, this great artist and himself like complimented our work and we were around people we looked up to mm-hmm. for years, you know, when they congratulate and then it's like, that guy's gone. His family's dealing with a stress or a heartache that we can't even probably Imagine, fathom right. right now. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's just like, it's this weird, you know, you should keep going with whatever you love to do. And when, like, that's what I said, we're in a forced reflection Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's certain things that it's like you have to give a moment of silence to. Right. You got to let it breathe. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right now, it's like we got to make sure that like family's good, circles are good, um, bank accounts are good, mm-hmm. businesses are good. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like without some type of infrastructure, other things can't exist. It's kind of like that um, that saying where it's like you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like when you're on a plane, they always tell you to put your face mask on before you put it on anybody else. It's yeah. kind of like that concept. COVID feels like it kind of like pushed the world back in trying to establish itself again. Because mm. even before that, it's like we might have been going through growing pains as our own countries, as our own citizens. It's like we still got to get shit right with racism and this and this and that. But it's like, boom, now that you bring in... Um, a virus that you have no clue about, that you can't really control at the moment, even if you, you you seem to try to attempt to do so. It's like, again, it's like, there's things that, again, it's a pushback. Now you got to take care of that. You got to make sure that's good. After that, you got to get past whatever um, remnants of the political climate ends up being there. And then it's like, okay, now we can rethink you know ourselves as people because then it's like boom now i can put out music mm-hmm. now i can put out imagery and we mm-hmm. can still do that for people because we're in a zone where it's like people appreciate that being home mm-hmm. oh i have a movie to look forward to right mandalorians out people are creating right. art every day mm-hmm. but <clears throat> still you know what i'm saying yeah i feel like there there is a time and place um and i feel like right now is a good time for everybody to kind of just like recharge themselves because mm-hmm. the holiday's always been a time for people to kind of just like chill out, yeah. you know, take a breather, get ready for the new year. Um, and it's tough for the people that lost people. Right. Because now it's like another reflective moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I remember just this person being here last year. Right. So holidays are always tough for people that have lost somebody. Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, so this goes all the way back to the Rockefeller tree. You could have made <laughs> a better decision right. to 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 uh, put something, you know. Put a smile on our faces. Amy works at Bergdorf Goodman, right? Bergdorf Goodman, yeah. The beauty about Bergdorf's or Fifth Avenue and stuff that, the windows. you know, the rock of, yeah, the windows. You know, like, it's like, we might not have all the money in the world, but like, New York. I don't know if New York's a younger brother, an older brother that the world looks up to. 
mm-hmm. that kind of like, oh, yo, I kind of want to be like you. Like, I want to be up on what you're doing. It's like mm-hmm. we're going from boarded windows and all this to like a very protective. New York seems like it's going under. Mm-hmm. It's like. I think I, I think New York is like that cool uncle. Okay. That moved away to make a something of himself. Okay. Like you only see him once a year. Okay. But if you're like, if you live near him, he kind of gets annoying. Mm. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Well, you take him for granted. Okay, he's an uncle. I can see right? that. You know I can I mean? see that. Yeah. But everybody else that sees him like once a year is like, oh, or never met him before. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he's cool as fuck. He gave you $10 and it's the world. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So he's like that uncle. I can see that. I can okay. see that. But yeah, like, you know, um, I think there's people out here that are still trying to make the world beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to make the world beautiful, you're doing your part as a person. You're doing your part as an artist. And I think that for anything, it's kind of like the, um, what is that? A&D ointment to a burn or something like that. Like, let's soothe it a little bit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's the job of an artist. Right. Let me let me bring a painting into your home to maybe mm-hmm. take your mind off of something. Let me... Mm-hmm. Let me take your mind off. Let, let you know. Let me hold your baggage real quick. Huh. You know what I'm saying? I think that's we have a bigger job than we sometimes understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anything, it's like Stone Cold. <laughs> You're an artist. You know, you, you had you had to think about. You had to really focus on this flavor of this beer, mm-hmm. and then you had to create art for it. And then look, somebody else drinks it and brings them pleasure. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with a lot. You know what I admire about beer? What's that? Brewers. It's like there's hundreds and maybe thousands of different kinds of beer. It's yes. like, how do you make yours taste different from everybody else's? That's true. You know I mean? That's true. But you know what it is? I, I think I've said this before as well. I said, there's a lot of people that might look at you and they think that you're so, they're, you're somebody that they saw before. All but if you put your fingerprint on a paper... It is no, it, there's no duplicate of your fingerprint in this world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the beauty of it. Like you might be um, two hops away from a different beer, mm. but I see it. it's never going to be a duplicate. The same beer. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. These microphones are the same. They're built the same, you know, this and this and that, but your identity and how you kind of put a twist on something. Mm-hmm. We could be in the same kitchen, same seasonings, whatever. Yeah. Our food's going to come out differently. Yeah. Even if we're making the same recipes. You might cook it for like two seconds longer. Two seconds longer. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty. And I think it's the same thing. Um, I might get deep with this one, but it's the same thing with like bringing children into this world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How many people brought children into this world, but each one mm-hmm. has been a different, some type of gift, some type of personality, something a little bit different, mm. but there's still a remnant of something that existed. Mm. And I think that in itself is hopeful. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. So cheers to the artists <laughs> out there. Cheers to the artists. Yeah, man. Keep on beautifying this world because we, yeah. we definitely need it. And I, like I've mentioned a couple times before, I usually scrub my Instagram when I start seeing like things that are not appealing to me mm-hmm. or bring joy to me. Yeah. Kind of like Marie Kondo. Okay. Marie Kondo with yes. Pavin. Yes, yes. It's like, I look at these posts and it's like, is this bringing me joy? No? Mm-hmm. And then, I'm sorry, I'm unfollowing you. Yeah, yeah. And, um... You have choices in this world. Right. People people are artists. At the end of the day, like, if if, if you guys make children 
or you bring in something beautiful into this world, you're an artist. You created something. Creation is the most powerful tool. So whether you're creating with your hands, your mind, your body, your dick, anything, <laughs> you're creating something. So like we all end up being artists at the end of the day. We all bring in some type of art and the art is forever continuous. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, man. So with that being said, we'll jump over to what's the wave. What's, what's the, the wave, wave today? I wanted to see. Let me see. Let me see my list real quick. Damn it. I was trying to get this. That one. No, no. Oh, okay. Two questions for you. Yeah. Kind of unrelated, but kind of related. The first one is name three things that you are grateful for in 2020. Grateful for. I am mm-hmm. grateful for um all the friends and the family that I have left in my life. I really appreciate you know, with the passing of Feldy and stuff like that, it's like that really was like a kicker to me where it was like, don't take shit for granted. It's like, don't like every minute, you know, every second it's like, try to be happy, try to share a joke, try to share like something dope. You know what I'm saying? Because when you look back on it, that's all you're left with. You know what I'm saying? You're left mm-hmm. with the memories. So it's like I'm very grateful for the family and uh, the friends I have left that, I, you know, inspire me or like hold me down when you need that. Um, I'm very happy for, I always say it to myself, I say, there's a lot of people in this world that dream about owning like the dullest of cameras. Mm. For us, we have three to four of the top cameras in the world right now. We have, you know... um, as much as it's like I have a debt and this and that, I'm still so happy to have the tools I can just grow and grab mm-hmm. and experience. You know, like if I died tomorrow, I'd be like, fuck, at least I got to try everything I wanted to put my hands on. Hmm. That I'm very, very grateful for. Um, and I guess I, I can correspond that with the businesses that we have. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to go to a waiter job like I used to and that's no disrespect to anybody does like a waiter job or whatever it was for me it's a humbling experience where it helps me hold down my business more mm-hmm. knowing how hard either one can be it can be hard you getting up and have to work for somebody it's hard you maintaining a business and doing everything right without having a blueprint because even if you have somebody to guide you it doesn't mean that that's your journey mm. you know so Definitely happy to have the business mm-hmm. and um, health is wealth. I was going to say that too. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, um, you know, my cholesterol is a little high this year, <laughs> but at the end of the so day, those, uh, <laughs> White Castle trips you've been taking. Yeah, man. You know, it's weird. It's, it's like a, I either go like super um, keto, healthy greens every day, or I take these breaks every one to two years and i'm just like you know i'll look at it like six months ago on episodes i'm like oh i was looking good and now i'm like oh you're looking fat you know what i'm saying so it's like fat boy slim over yeah there. yeah fat boy slim <laughs> over here i like you know i like i've been um fluctuating but i'm like i'm happy yeah you know it's hard to say like that's the most important thing yeah like for me it's like i've had 
frustrations still come every day. You know, like I'll call Jay and I'll be venting like, you know, this client's annoying me right now or this or that. But it's like, you know, just like anything else, it's like you're going to get mad even if you have a child. But at the end of the day, it's your child. It's like Mm -hmm. you'll hear it crying, but God forbid you don't hear it crying anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like Mm -hmm. there's a a difference in that. So Mm -hmm. those top three for me. Yeah. Like that. Okay. Um, I'll piggyback off of that. Okay. Definitely number one is the health part with everything going on. Um, it's always good to um wake up yes. every day. You mm-hmm. know? A lot of people this year didn't have that luxury luxury yeah, yeah. of seeing another day, you know, as as dark and as morbid as that sounds. Um even if you wake up with like, think about having a headache, how much that annoys you. Uh-huh. There's some people that can't come out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I was thinking the other day, like uh, there was um, an article or a video I saw of somebody that had hiccups for like 20 something years. Mm-mm. Can you imagine that? That'd be a nightmare of mine. Right. No, honestly, like I'd be, nah. I'd be like fucked up. Like I had hiccups for like 10 minutes once and I wanted to fucking hang myself. 26 years. <laughs> Something like that. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I forgot how many years, but they've had it for like a really long time. That's fine. And they up. Can, doctors can't figure out why. But um, you know, I'm grateful for like the smallest little <laughs> things, like being able to walk and yes. you know, do things on my own. Mm-hmm. So um obviously the business. Um, you know, we we had a moment where we had to hur- jump over hurdles. Yeah. Uh earlier during the pandemic. But um thankfully, you know. Things were rescheduled for the following year yeah. or later this year. You know, we have a gig tomorrow that we're going to work um, that didn't get rescheduled. So, you know, I'm thankful for, you know, jobs. Yes. There's a lot of people that lost their jobs. So, you know. Businesses um, left and right. Restaurants. So. Top quality know. too. Yeah. It sucks because nobody mm-hmm. is safe. Mm-hmm. I've seen people that have excellent food and they like, I had to let it go. Yeah. So. You know, the, 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 I was reading something that says that uh, businesses, new businesses, usually go under after the first year or so. Yes. And we've had our LLC, what, two years, three years? Two, now? three years. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we had a lot of hopes and aspirations for this year. We were picking up steam mm-hmm. and uh, the momentum was going through the roof. It was crazy. Yeah. Like towards the end of last year and early this year from like... Weddings, gigs, clients, everything. Yeah. Everything um, was on an equal scale of like music career. Yeah. Everything was just skyrocketing. Yeah. And I have I have all the faith in the world that'll go right back to it. All right. But for for now it's kinda like, you know, when you gotta put the car in uh cruise control. Mm-hmm. Just letting go. Yeah. And um Yeah, so you know, I'm thankful for that. I'm grateful for that. And uh I guess we're saying the same things, but backwards. <laughs> I was going to say I'm grateful for like the friends and family that I still have yeah, to yeah. this day. Like I have a bunch of family members that are very annoying, um, but I do take a step back sometimes and I'm like, you know, I do care for this person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to like put some certain stress because I always, I don't know if I've always preached this on here, but mm-hmm. you know, it's good to cut off toxic people. Yeah, yeah. No matter who they are. Mm-hmm. It could be a relative, it could be a best friend, whatever. Um, if it's for the better of your mental health mm-hmm. and your well-being, it's mm-hmm. okay to cut these people off. Yeah, Because anything is like a boomerang. Right. If you throw and you let it go, if it's meant to come back with ease and grace, it right. will. Yep. 
So, um, you know, I always hear a lot of people saying, yeah, you know, this person's an asshole or this person does this, but they're my cousin or they're my aunt or they're my uncle or they're my parents, Mm. you know? And I don't feel like that's a good way for people to live. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, um, at this moment, family wise, at least my immediate family, I'm grateful that me and my parents get along. Yeah. And my nephew is healthy. Good. And everybody else is alive and well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether they're annoying or not. Um, but yeah, I'm thankful for all that stuff. So that's good. You know, Thanksgiving's around the corner, so I wanted to be a little more chipper. You um, have to, mm-hmm. you know, because like I think about it too. Sometimes I create uh, scenarios in my head to appreciate what I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, what if, um. <laughs> what if such and such calls me tomorrow with this type of news? Right. What if I wake up and you move somebody and they don't answer? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think. I think as an artist, I can vividly imagine those things. So it hits me a little harder. And then you're like, all right, I got to shake it off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, I think about the pain I have. And then I'm like, okay, what if there's somebody that just can't take it away? You know what I'm saying? So same thing. It's like, I kind of do it with driving. Even if I don't drive all the time, I always kind of practice it in my head. So when I do come around, it's like, it's almost like real, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So like, I kind of do that just to keep myself grateful, Mm -hmm. to keep myself uh, focused Mm -hmm. and all these other things, you know? Yeah. So, you know, before I asked that question earlier, I was saying that I wanted, I don't know if I said this off air or on air, but, um, that I want to set aside because I actually listened to somebody. Um, I don't know if it was on Instagram or like on a podcast or something where this person actually sets a, an alarm, an alarm on her phone mm. to remind herself to think about what she's grateful for that particular day. Oh, nice. So I think I want to start practicing that. That's good. Even if it's not every day, maybe once a week, kind of just like sit down, reflect for a few minutes, maybe mm-hmm. two or three minutes to say, okay, take a deep breath. What were you grateful for this week? Yeah. And um, I think that will go a long way. Uh, as far as resetting your brain and your mindset. Um, I think for a lot of people, it's easier to become a millionaire than it is for them to be positively aligned and grateful. Right. Because, like, again, they they spent a whole journey um, trying to become the wealthiest people in the world, but it doesn't always mean that they they actually, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fulfillment is, uh, is a concept I don't even think we can obtain yet. Humans... The whole journey of your human existence is to try to be fulfilled hmm. on on a full scale. But I don't think, I think it's a theory. I think it's like a, it, it, I don't think it's obtainable the way we think it is. I don't think, I guess it's, a, it's, a, it's subjective to each person. It is subjective. Um, and then the personality of the person, right? Because if mm. you set a goal for yourself and you achieve that goal, then you're fulfilled, right? You're fulfilled for that moment. And yeah, I yeah. think it's human nature to be like, okay, I did this, and that maybe I can do this. Because fulfillment isn't it isn't an end goal. It's a sustain. It's a thing of sustainability. So it's like like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like I always think to myself, like everybody's like, I want to be a master piano player. Wait. Well, the beauty about the whole journey is that you're always teaching yourself. You're always learning something Mm -hmm. and limitless limitlessness is a lot more beautiful 
than the end of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I like that because it's like fulfillment should be something that you can sustain or that feeling of fulfillment should be something that you sustain because if you are truly fulfilled, mm-hmm. then that moment will stop right then and there. Yeah. Right. Greed, greed is like, uh, greed is like salty, fatty foods. They taste good. They're easily accessible, but then you'll see side effects, side effects and weight. And then it's like that weight is that depression and you literally carry it. So it's kind of like when you sustain your health, when you sustain your spirituality, when you sustain all these other things, you feel like we've discussed on keto, you feel free. You feel lighter, you feel energized, you feel aware. Mm. And I think, yeah, it's it's on that similar, again, like from a spiritual yeah. mental aspect, it's the same thing. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. I fuck with that. Fuck with it. <laughs> um, and then I guess I could jump on. This beer is really pleasant, by the right. way. If you guys. Uh, I wish again. it was colder. When I first got it, it was like really cold. And then I left it in the car. And I, I find it pleasant because, you know what? Beers get. Beers, the the flavor changes as they change temperature too. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding this one as you drink it, it's not like it's pleasant the whole way through. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, for sure it could be like a little, I guess colder. Mm-hmm. But even now, it's like I find like I don't I like, like IPAs like that. Mm-hmm. So this is really pleasant. Yeah. So I'm glad it's an IPA because I've come around to liking IPAs. I hated them at first. Yeah. Then, but it's not like that harsh bitterness that's left on your tongue. Mm-hmm. This is like really nice. I like it. Yeah. Shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold, baby. Um, what is something that you would tell your younger self, knowing what you know now? Oh man. Um. Don't. Don't stress the future. Um. Don't try to. Extend yourself to the point that you did for certain people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, learn patience. And Can I be le- devil's advocate? Go ahead. Extending yourself for certain people. Do you feel if you didn't uh-huh. get burned in those certain situations, would it make you the person that you are today? You're right on that. So, I mean, when you, when, when you do, if I had to re, I always say that too. I said, if I had to relive an experience, I wouldn't change anything about it because it did make me who I am. But uh, if I could have been more like, again, it was that point in time when I got robbed, that gunpoint is where I changed my whole MO. So I was said, listen to your gut instinct, that initial don't fucking do it. I didn't listen to for years until that situation happened. And then after that, you know, I, I didn't really fall into that anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I had as many hardcore falling outs with people just because, you know, I decided not to listen to my instinct to my gut. Like you shouldn't be messing with them, but then you're like, Oh yeah, I'm just trying to play nice guy because mm-hmm. you know, me, I've, I I realized at one point in my life I was a toxic empath. Hmm. I made up excuses for people that didn't even have those emotions, those knowings. Hmm. I was like, oh, no, it's because this, this, and that. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. 
And that put me in a horrible situation. And I would also tell myself, um, because it became a bad habit financially, where it was just like, um, replace this emotion by gifting yourself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that put me in a bad situation after a while. So financial, like, knowledge, Hmm. whatever I was raised on, I would have changed it. Hmm. That's funny that you say that because that's what I would tell my younger self is don't listen to others, Mm -hmm. which I did, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and keep going, and then teach yourself financial literacy. Yeah. Because I feel like at my age, obviously it's never too old to like, you're never too old to learn new things. Yeah. Um, But you look at the ladder and it goes past the clouds and you're like, this is going to be a long one. Right. So when I look back and I'm like, all the financial decisions that I've made at a young age, obviously you're young and dumb. Yeah. And you don't know any better. And you're learning these things from people that don't know anything themselves. Yeah. Or have, haven't been taught any of this stuff themselves. Because mm-hmm. um, it's funny, like, growing up, you see, I don't know if, if white families do this, but do white families go through your mail, even if it has your name on it? Do they open your envelopes and shit? There's tons of times where my mom's like, oh, this is an honest mistake, but I opened this premise ticket. <laughs> even though it has your name blasted yeah, all over blasted. it. <laughs> like, huge, bold font, and I'm like... Could be an envelope shaped in your name. She's like, like oops, I thought this was like, I was looking at one, and then it flipped, and then I thought, I was like... <laughs> All right, so now you know my credit score and yeah, all this so, other shit. Okay, so I know I'm not alone on that one. No, no, so no. I um, think it's a parent thing in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because um, I say that because my parents would do stuff, especially my mom would do stuff like that, and then she would bitch and complain, oh, you have this credit card debt? You should be not using your credit card, paying it up, blah, 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 wasting your money on garbage. What we say all the time, it's universal. If you think that you're alone mm-hmm. or you're only one going through it, I assure you 30 people within your circle have gotten it the same shit. shit. And that's the beauty of this. And I want to like moving forward, I want to be more honest, Mm -hmm. which I think we've been doing a really good job with. But I want to be more, I guess, more personal, get more personal. Yeah. Because I feel like when people listen to us, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been through that. Or, yeah, that's happened to me or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. you know, once we say this envelope thing, I'm sure tons of people are going to say the same exact thing. That's the only thing I love about. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm never about the herd mentality, but the herd mentality of human um experience, mm-hmm. I'm about that a hundred percent. That's why I always love like those skits, like the Instagram comedians when they do those skits about like I don't know, families and their parents and stuff like that. Especially yeah. like one that's particular to like Dominicans. Yeah. It's like, wow, they're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> all the fucking same. Yeah. And then it goes across the board. Like you could bump into a Haitian or like I would post something and I'd be like, oh, Dominican moms be like this. And a Haitian person would be like, oh, my Haitian mom is like that too. Yeah. Or my Nigerian mom is like that too. Or my, I don't know, Italian mom yeah. is just like that too. It's crazy. Literally, honesty and transparency is like the backbone or the foundation to healing. Mm-hmm. Because it's like with, because if not, everybody lives in the shadows of saying, I'm ashamed to tell or be such, mm-hmm. such things. And it's like, you know, as Americans, right? The beauty about it is like we all try to prove that we're financially stable, that we have the best apartment, 
Everybody's going on vacation, but we all know we're forfeiting something for something. Most of America lives in the red, but none of like, again, we come from a very toxic place of my, my lawn has to be greener than yours. My dick's got to be bigger than yours. The ass and tits got to be fatter than everybody else's. And it's just like, at the end of the day, we're unhappy because we were doing everything else to, you know, impress the people that don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. or have the same type of insecurity that will never give you the time of day Mm -hmm. and tell you, Oh, congratulate. And if they do, they do it in bitterness. Mm -hmm. They do it in pettiness Mm -hmm. because that fulfillment we just spoke about 15 minutes ago is not even on the radar. Mm. So it's like, for me, we going full circle right now. We going full fucking circle. (laughs) So like, even for me, you know, um, where, Early 2000s, before I met you, when I graduated high school, I was like nice things. I always liked fashion, but I never knew the depth of where to get the fashion that I liked, or I never had the funds to do it. Money and bad relationships and people that I believed in that didn't even care about themselves changed my whole mentality. Hmm. So between that, thinking that could never happen to me, because I'm always like, I'm a smart guy. I'm not insecure that way. These things happen. And it's the same thing. Like I reflect on now. It's like, since I got robbed at gunpoint, one of my really, 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 really bad habits is just what I told you. I'm really smart about studying what I study. I'm on top of my game about cameras, lenses, whatever. But I'm also trigger happy about buying them because I feel like tomorrow's not promised. Mm. And when I have things that like Lusenfeldy or this or that, it's like, fuck, I got to go harder because it's like tomorrow's not promised. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying it's a bad habit. You got to get back into a mindset of saying, hey, I got time. Mm. And that's hard. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Especially during these moments. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, I was going to say something too and I forgot. My bad. It's okay. Keep going. <laughs> Keep appreciating. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, just be grateful. Yeah. That's all I got to say. And, um, you know, this is a perfect time for everybody to just like sit down. Mm-hmm. As as much as you're like sitting down and trying to figure your life out, just just sit down and and figure out what you're grateful for at this point in time. Yeah. Even if you're, you're sitting, you're listening to this in your car, you're sitting and listening to this in your little office, or in your bedroom while you're cleaning, doing laundry, whatever. Just yeah. pause this for a few minutes. Take two to three minutes. Just think real hard. It could be the smallest little thing. What are you grateful for? Even just you know being able to do laundry. No, yeah. there's people in the world that are doing their laundry in the river or don't have clothes. Yeah. So, you know, that's all I got to say. That's good. Shit. Um, we're still a little under an hour. Got the claps all around. Did you see that? Um, I know you don't use Twitter that often, but no, they added something called fleets. Fleets. Which is basically no, no. stories. Okay. It's kind of annoying. Now. It's stories on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. You know what's funny about that? The first day I was like, oh, we don't really need this. There's another thing we have to keep up with, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people that are on Twitter are on Twitter because they don't like 
the other things that are on like Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. And I was like looking at it and I have like people that I follow on Twitter. We follow each other for like years mm-hmm. and that's all we are is Twitter friends and all we see is words and sometimes we'll like post pictures and stuff like that. Mm. The funny thing about fleet is now you're seeing these people outside of their words. Okay. So they've had like this particular personality that they've put onto Twitter with their words. Mm -hmm. And uh, now they have the ability of putting their photos or videos or whatever it is that they're doing now. So now you can see people more, Outside of their default photo, gotcha, or outside of their words, or the their truth posting. unveiled, right? So I'm like looking at these people. And I was like, oh, you look different. <laughs> Isn't that so, so weird? Like when you when you yeah, like you're you're used to seeing somebody's profile or avatar for the longest time, right. and then you actually see them come up on their story rather than a meme, right? You're like, oh. <laughs> And you're you, like, you don't even know. You? You're like, I don't know if this is good or this is bad. But it's like, oh. It's just different. It is I different. Like it. But I don't know, man. I just feel like Twitter didn't need that. But Twitter, I get it. Twitter and Facebook, I don't know if you've been following this, but they've been under question by the Senate of the United States mm-hmm. on a lot of things. Price censorship, mm-hmm. fact-checking, and all this shit. Yeah. They didn't look like they were very, uh, I don't know. They looked like, like they were a little scared. It's 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 rough times. It's rough times. With with things like that, I I just feel like it's so difficult to regulate it. You know, when when somebody has like a phone at their fingertips at all times, at any given moment they can mm-hmm. like tweet some wild shit that can run wild. Yeah, yeah. How do you regulate something like that? I don't even think that they should be regulating it in the sense of like for me it's like I'm not going to like we're going to Twitter and Facebook for certain information. Like if I'm on Facebook I'm part of uh, the Komodo users, which is like just a bunch of nerdy guys that discuss their shit about their cameras all day and stuff like that. I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to Facebook or Twitter to find out what's going on in the world. Hmm. The only time that I've really taken Twitter seriously is like I'll hashtag my town if something's going on, like a fire or a school shooting, Hmm. and I can see people tweeting about it. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go to the news articles to find whatever I got to do. But like... I'm never going to Twitter or anything like that for like information. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. staying there to, we're staying here to bullshit with our friends or whatever the case may be, like separate them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like for me, for everything to be fact checked and this and this and that, like we live, our whole constitution was supposed to be about freedom of speech. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's a tall tale, conspiracy theory, fact, or yesterday's news, like, let us be, because if we still if we go into that form, it's no better than totalar uh totalar totalitarianism. Exactly, it's no better than that. Like that. It's it's no better than dictatorship. It's no better than anything else. It's like I don't want to end up like North Korea, where it's like, oh yeah, we believe that uh, Joe Biden or Trump, you know, shit rainbows. Like I don't want to live in that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I said for us as people. We need to dictate far more often what we need from everybody else. Even though Twitter and Facebook was created by who it's created for, we use it. They make money off of us. So at this point, we should have say of what we um, respect and not respect from these companies. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like, let me say my shit. If I want to believe that Biden or Trump are the best fucking presidents in the world, don't censor it. 
You know what I'm saying? Just because it's like, again, we have so much um, uh, devise and, um, you know, um, there's there's too much. Like, I look at the news, right? It's like CNN or Fox. Fox, you know, is for Trump. You know, CNN is like liberals and stuff and like that. And it's just too... Yeah, it's too one-sided where it's like, we need bias in news to a certain degree, but we don't need it where it's like, you're not becoming a journalist anymore. Mm. You're telling people what to say. Mm-hmm. And that's like misinformation. I was I was listening to something the other day that said news was no longer news when the news anchors became Twitter personalities. Exactly. Or Facebook personalities. But that's what everybody's gunning for. for clicks. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 as bad as, you know, um, you know, what what Trump did in the sense that he was looking for ratings. He let people know, like, the ratings are high. The ratings are high. And it's like, listen, man. Shit show that we're watching. People people would have fucked with you if you just... Shut the fuck up. It's not even shut the fuck up because for sure you want to talk. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, like, there's filth on both sides. But nobody was like... Nobody's discussing the filth that's happened on Joe Biden's side either. You know, it's like we're we're dealing with we're dealing with dirty deals. We're dealing with sure his son's not the best. Like I don't know if you should be bringing out personal life with this and that. We're talking about you ain't black enough. You don't vote for me. But it's not going to make headlines because America's coming out of a toxic relationship, not realizing you're going into another toxic relationship just because it looks better. I've been there in my life. I could see it when it's happening. So it's like there's too much faith in others rather than relying on society itself. We shouldn't understand our power. And there's, again, nothing's ever, ever, ever going to fucking change until there's a reformatting of the Constitution and or there's a revolution. The only way I've seen countries get their shit back is like French Revolution, American Revolution. I posted the other day. The IRS is not connected to the United States. They take our taxes and they send money back to England and the Queen because when we got our freedom, we got our freedom. But it doesn't mean that they own a portion of the land. And it's the same thing. Something's got to give and something's got to pull back. So if everybody wants their freedom, you got to give something up. And people are forgetting that. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to, you got to do something extreme sometimes to get what you want back. And that's just, my personal view of it, but people got to wake up and stop. Like we got too caught up in it. Now we just like, we don't know where to look. We have no bird's eye view of this shit. You know what I'm saying? There's too many distractions, too many, like to believe that somebody's going to change this in four years or eight years. You got your goddamn mind. No, I mean, I don't think anybody thinks that any change is going to happen. I just feel like the climate is more calm. The climate is calm because I realize people love being lied to. And it doesn't matter. It's like people love being lied to. And people have told me they enjoy being lied to rather than having to deal with the fears and discomfort of the truth right in front of them. And I think that's absurd. No, I don't think so. I mean, I was going to say that I feel as far as the presidency, Mm -hmm. I feel it's a much calmer climate because you don't have 
a person running a country that is fueling people that he believes is his demographic. Yeah. Well, I didn't feel like, that he felt it was his, his demographic, th- those bad people, but he knew he had their support, right? So he doesn't saying. see them he doesn't see them as how other people see them. He sees it as a number, he sees it as a rating, mm-hmm. he sees it as a support to oh, get what cool. he wants again. So where he went wrong is again he's blatant about everything. So he didn't lie about the things he should have as a politician. He didn't lie to the people and say, "Hey, black people, I got your back." This this and the third. Mm-hmm. And everybody fucked with Trump even though like he had a lot of um what's it called? Uh when you fail as a business, when he went bankrupt, bankrupt. Yeah. When he went bankrupt as a as a uh, not an architect, uh, businessman. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's gone bankrupt four to five times, but still stayed afloat on top of the game somehow, right? So America, like America, loved Trump in the sense of an icon. He built so much in New York. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to be something associated with Trump, right? How many times did we go to the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City? And we're like, yo, this is dope. Blah blah blah. Fuck it. Everybody fucked with Trump. Once he became a politician, that's when everything turned because of the way he spoke. He was going to throw dirt on the Republicans and the Democrats. He didn't give, he had no filter. Mm-hmm. So even till now, people are shaking in their boots and they are censoring him because he's going to throw filth on everybody for everybody turning the tables on him. That's where the danger is going to come out of. So for sure, when somebody don't like you and we've seen it on social media, they will turn the tables and it's a perfect political game. You know what I'm saying? Everybody fucked with Giuliani years ago. Like Giuliani was like the best fucking New York governor and this and that. Same thing with Trump. Yo, I want to be Trump. Every rapper wants to be fucking Trump. This, that, and the third. The problem is, is that he didn't know how to be <laughs> conservative and say the right things. The way anybody can twist it, we live in the world. He fucked up on his own shit. They should have never gave him a Twitter. They should have gave. They should have. He should know when to shut the yeah, fuck up. They they should have gave somebody to kind of manage the thoughts. It's the same thing with Kanye. I'll never take away from Kanye. He's not a genius. He has some absurd shit, but it's the reason of the workflow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like same thing with Biden. Biden says some absurd shit, right? We know that. I've watched a documentary. You can watch it on Vice. There are people that have been jailed by Kamala Harris and this and that. Everybody has a to be in politics, you gotta be fucking crazy. Right? There's no like it's like artists. You gotta be weird as fuck mm-hmm. to become an artist, right? Same thing in p- politics. If you're fucking crazy, like no, no billionaire, millionaire got there hundred percent clean. Okay? We all know that. Even for us, the reason why we're in a predicament is because we're not ready to fuck people over. We're kind of here. So if you're a politician, you fuck somebody over to get to where you need it to be. You got a lot of money because you're putting something else, you're sacrificing something of somebody else's benefit to benefit yours. So I need, mm-hmm. <laughs> what I try to tell everybody is like, take that motherfucking shit with a grain of salt and don't put all your fucking eggs in one basket because you're going to see the same complaints and frustrations coming up three years in this and that. If you want to see real change, it's got to come from the people. Okay. So now can I get my thought out? Yes. <laughs> you keep interrupting me. My bad. 
I'm saying that the climate, I feel, as far as the presidency is calming down because we don't have a person that is running a running the most powerful country in the world mm-hmm. by feeding, like I said, the people that he feels are the people that we're going to vote for, vote for him, mm-hmm. which are the racist people. Mm-hmm. Because racism exists no matter mm-hmm. what. Now it's... It was at least the last, I would say, several years getting ready to go into like this whole election thing and finally it's fucking over. Mm-hmm. It's, um, he was feeding these people and these people found the courage because they have this guy up here on this pedestal yeah. telling them it's okay to act the way you guys are acting. Mm-hmm. It's okay for you guys to feel what you guys are feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for you guys to display this kind of behavior in mm-hmm. front of people. Yeah. So when you have a person like this going up against somebody else who I feel, at least the picture he is portraying or they're portraying is the opposite, mm-hmm. then I would much rather go with somebody that's more for the peace or uniting people mm-hmm. rather than somebody that's on this side saying you know, stand back or get ready, Yeah, you know? It's weird it's because on, on the same time, it's like when you think about Clinton, Hillary, everything that was connected with, um, who's the Jewish guy with the pedophilia rings? Epstein. Epstein. When you have all these pedophilia rings connected to all these people, right? And they forget like the videos of Joe Biden, like feeling up on everybody's wife and little daughter. It's like, it's like, fuck man. Like, I just feel like we're making like, like we had too many of these broken skull IPAs and it's like the same thing. It's like, it sucks. Cause I talk, I talk to a lot of my black friends about it too. Mm-hmm. And again, I told them like, even by me using the term black friends or whatever, you're my, you know, you're my Hispanic friend. It's like, you're going to end up being censored. We're going to live in a country, right? Where it's like by your political view, you could be like a, uh, a, Repu- a Republican and not fuck with Trump. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I say a Republican, you're instant racist. You know, it's like it's like saying if you're a Democrat, you're instant pedophile lover. Like we don't want to live in that world where now we got all these labels. You but know, that, what I'm that's that's what I feel like. This election was so different because of that narrative yeah. that was built on both. sides. My so. thing is, it's 2020, and 2020 isn't over yet. And I've been wanting to say this, and I just kind of been like trying to be conservative about it. But I'm like, damn man, the way I see it. If it is 2020, it's going to be like, you know, when they live you on a cliffhanger in your like movie, like Marvel, mm-hmm. it's going to be like Joe Biden won. Trump's probably going to find a way to win. And then it's like Trump's president again and everybody <laughs> loses hope. It's so, like we all wake up from this nightmare. Yeah. My thing is it sucks because there's extremists on both sides. And either way you flip it, you're going to have to deal with one or the other. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's like cancer. It's like you, if you recover from cancer, you're still going to deal with repercussions of dealing with cancer. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's the way that propaganda has been forced down our throats, the way that divisiveness, whether it's Republican or uh, Democratic liberalism, you know, both extremes with the censorship, with the fact checking, it's not healing. So that's why I'm like, as much as we've taken steps backwards because of COVID, it's like, fuck, we got to take even more 
to like look at this with a bird's eye view and say, shit, where the fuck is the truth? What's going to help us? Mm -hmm. Censorship not going to help us, right? Changing somebody's, somebody might be saying the truth, but then it's like, oh, it's not working for our political party. So censored. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because it's now it's like where you didn't like to talk politics years ago. And even me to a certain point, I was never like politic, like, yeah, my dad talked politics. I just listen. It's becoming so much a part of our life because I feel that somebody in that motherfucker that we don't know that's 10 steps ahead of just the face that we're seeing is losing control or something's mm-hmm. because of this climate. It's telling me something's coughing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like seeing Zordon. When you see Zordon, you're like, oh, my God, he's a big, mighty, strong guy and Alpha's working for him. But when you when you take that face and that image away, it's the sick man that's only living by crystals. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I see everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz was like all grand and glory. And then he comes out of the door. He's like the small guy that's insecure. So he makes other people feel insecure. <laughs> and he's ruining things. <laughs> so you need you need the four people uh-huh. that change it. You need heart. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Heart courage. Heart courage. Uh, what was the other one? Heart, courage. Why can't I only remember the Tin Man and, and the... I know, right? Heart is the lion. Courage is scarecrow. The Tin Man is... Brains? Brains. Was it? Brains. We need all those things. We, we got to find a little bit of the saviors of the Wizard of Oz in all of us because if not, manipulation is out. Crazy. There's also relief in understanding that people can't be changed too. That's another thing. I've 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 learned that Jay about to preach right now. Come on, yeah. I'm gonna try to if you don't fucking interrupt me. <laughs> I was feeling it. <laughs> There's people that are never gonna change on each side. Yeah, like even when when Trump laws, they're like, oh no, he didn't, or stop the counts, or what we're gonna do is we're gonna move to a country or move to a state where Trump can become the the governor yeah. and nobody could tell us what to do. Let's just move there. Yeah. It's just America's like, fucking dope. People are fucking crazy. America has the illest fucking foundation that you could ever think of. I don't know anywhere else in this country mm-hmm. that I could get a burger at like three in the morning and it's bomb. Mm-hmm. America's got the illest foundation. It's like, it's like a girlfriend that has all the potential in the world, but you know... <laughs> What's that have to do with anything? No, it's because like America's got You're like just hungry for a burger right now. <laughs> I mean, in France, it's like everything closes at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, are you hungry? No, you can't eat now because we have tomorrow. we have we have morales. <laughs> uh, so you know, like like the last maybe like the last year, maybe like six months, I've I've come to the terms that there's certain people you just cannot change. Yes, and there's certain people that you should not change. No, and just deal with the idea that these people are just going to be the way they are. And if you the 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 quicker you come to terms with that, the more you will feel peace within yourself. If you love nasty, if you love nasty, and they don't love nasty, then there's there should be a, an area where we can both coexist on yeah. each, each island. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's why so many people butt heads. That's why there's so much fighting. There's so much tension these days. Yeah. It's like so many people on this side are trying to bring these people over to the middle when they can't. I was saying so. like, for me, it's like, I see Twitter fingers is so much stronger. And that's why I was using the wizard Oz, like, mm-hmm. you know, thing because Twitter fingers is so strong. You believe that this person's this, but like you go to New York, or you go here. Like I've always seen like people might not like be in love with each other, 
Mm-hmm. But if there's a grandma that fell over, everybody's helping, or if like nobody wants to see some fucked up shit. And mm-hmm. if you do, it's fucked up. You to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we have a very like I don't know. Maybe it's just our area, but there's like a unity where like nobody wants to see some crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I guess we could leave it on that note. Yeah, yeah. We're an hour and fifteen minutes in. <laughs> You went on like a 45-minute rant about something. Listen, it's the Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA that's talking. It opens up your mind. It op- ah, Broken Skull. Yep. I see. I like it. So, well, anyway, thank you for joining us. Episode yes. 48 of the Terrible Reception Radio Show slash podcast. Make sure to head over to YouTube. Uh, like, subscribe, leave a note. Uh, Leave a notification bell or something. Turn on the bell notification so you get a notification for every video that we drop. Um, head over to Apple Podcasts. Like I said, even if you listen on Spotify, just head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. As Jay mentioned, the new Google podcast. New Google Podcasts. I don't know what their issue is there, but if Google is your <laughs> I don't know what's their deal. <laughs> if you have an iPhone, you can have Apple Podcasts. So just head over there, leave a rating, leave a review, and on Spotify, just follow the podcast. And the most important thing is to tell a friend. Um, even if you tell one friend after hearing this, Send them over to our Instagram page. We are super active on everything. So, um, what was Ludacris's first album? Word of mouth. There you go. That's the F. most important. <laughs> With an F, <laughs> word of mouth. Word of mouth. You tell all your friends. <laughs> but yeah, tell a friend because uh, that's the only way we will get into different people's ears and eyes if you're watching on YouTube. But um, yeah, I want to shout everybody out for uh, sticking along, sticking around this long. Yes. 48 episodes in two years, I think is a really big accomplishment considering all the craziness that we've been going through lately. And um, yeah, we're just going to gear up for the new year. Uh, Hopefully we can make more content for you guys. Uh, We're going to continue doing the podcast for you guys because a lot of people tell us they enjoy our shit show. So um, episode 50, I'm going to make it a challenge. Where I speak like Frazier the whole time. <laughs> You're like, welcome, New Jersey. I want to let you know that it's Dr. Frazier Crane. <laughs> I got to pick a character to talk to, talk like now. Oh my God. Who should I talk like? I don't know. We'll come back to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, once again, thank you guys. Head over to Instagram too. Follow the Instagram yes. reception. And uh, we love you guys. And we will see you next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. If you're with family, make sure you stay safe. Get yourself checked out. Shove that thing up your nose. Woo! Make sure you're negative. And if you're positive, <laughs> just take that positive and switch it into positivity and seclude yourself for two weeks. Make sure the symptoms go away. Mm. Don't infect nobody else. Get those antibodies, create a cure, you know, get rid of all these zombies that we've created. I was about to go on a Thanksgiving freestyle. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. You want a pumpkin pie something? Gotta be fucking. Don't fuck the COVID. Y'all be bluffing. American pie. American fucking, pie. Fucking but what? Once again, yeah. it's been a pleasure, guys. Enjoy sure. your Thanksgiving. Yes, Keep sir. the holiday spirit as high as your potential. As high as your cousin when he leaves the room. So he gets high on the street and comes back and eats more turkey. And he's like, yo, bro, you got that fucking lasagna, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Once again, Peace out. thank you. It's been Jay and Parlay of the Terrible Reception Podcast. Let's hit him with the intro in, in the, the outro. outro. One.
hear it? We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5.